sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 12th. And uh, with that uh, on the show today, of course, baseball action uh, last night as uh, another team was eliminated. Uh, I should say two teams were eliminated uh, yesterday. Uh, of course, uh, one big series left uh, up in uh, Philadelphia. Meanwhile, uh, NFL action tonight. Of course, I uh, got a big game, Denver-Kansas City. Uh, NBA, an historic day for the NBA today, uh, way back when. Uh, with that, of course, a couple coaches on today at uh, 7.30. We'll have Coach Josh Lerman on uh, talking about the Yellow Jackets. Their big game uh, this coming Friday uh, tomorrow against Barb where they'll travel to Lake Charles. Meanwhile, uh, also uh, high school football, uh, Westgate uh, tonight uh, taking on uh, a homecoming game uh, for them uh, against North Vermillion. Meanwhile, uh, college football action last night again. And, uh, of course, there are rumors that uh, possibly in the next year or two that the Sugar Bowl won't be included in the college football playoff because of uh, monetary conditions. And look around uh, the country and all the new stadiums that are being built and uh, a lot of money uh, elsewhere, uh, Las Vegas and other cities that uh, might want to host those games. But uh, we'll see. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, and as always, uh, today in sports history, uh, we'll talk about some uh, unique events that took place during this time. But in the meanwhile, folks, uh, stayed up late, late, late last night to see what the Dodgers could do as they get behind early as the Diamondbacks uh, beat the Dodgers 4-2 to Wednesday night to advance to the National League Championship Series, uh, the second straight day that a 100-win team has been swept. Of course, uh, the Orioles went down uh, the couple days before, and uh, the Dodgers uh, last night, and cheer up, cheer up, Dodger fans. This is only your third worst postseason collapse in the last three years. So an historic upset, though. The Diamondbacks have won 16 fewer regular season games than the Dodgers. By that measure, this is the sixth biggest upset in postseason history notes. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, looking over that, uh, the Dodgers last night, the uh, Diamondbacks hit four solo home runs, I believe, and uh, I can't remember, was it the second or third inning uh, the, uh, with that? And they go on to beat the Dodgers. Dodgers put up a couple runs uh, with four straight hits in the seventh inning, uh, top of the seventh, and uh, can't uh, get any more across as the uh, Diamondbacks have beat a 100-win Dodger team uh, with that. And, uh, and of course, uh, uh, some of the big uh, upsets uh, over the years, and this is going way back, too. I was looking, uh, 1906 World Series, the White Sox uh, defeated the Cubs, who were big-time underdogs. Also, the Padres in 2022 last year beat the Dodgers. In 2001, the Mariners, who won 116 games that year, the Yankees beat them to go on to play for the championship. The Braves uh, beat the Dodgers in 2021. Uh, Of course, uh, the Braves went on to uh, play in the World Series that year. Meanwhile, the 73 Mets defeated the Power uh, Reds, the Reds lineup, uh, back in 73. And then, of course, uh, yesterday or last night, the D-backs beat the Dodgers. And uh, the Dodgers... Anyway, all the last three seasons, back-to-back-to-back embarrassments, one of baseball's most storied franchises, unfathomable. Meanwhile, the uh, Los Angeles has won more division titles since 2013. They've won 10. Uh, then all 10 teams have won the entire division era since 1969, 54 years ago. Meanwhile, there are 1,031 wins in that time, about four the most 
with a larger gap between them and the second-place Yankees of 940 than the Yankees uh, and the 11th-place Blue Jays with 859. Yet uh, the Dodgers will emerge from this decade-long run of uh, regular season dominance with just one World Series title, which came in the pandemic-shortened uh, 2020 season, though there's enough of an asterisk. Uh, uh, their rival fans will claim they didn't win a single championship. Kind of reminds me of the old Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, who They did win one. Yeah, they did, thanks to Johnny Padres. Uh, shutout in the seventh game at Yankee Stadium. And Gil Hodges, of all people, knocks in the two runs to beat the Yankees that uh, afternoon, two to nothing. And yet, uh, you know, uh, the Twins, what can you say? The Twins uh, struggled midway through the year, basically above 500 and uh, up and down. But the Astros yesterday, the defending champs, are headed to the championship series for – a seventh straight season, an extraordinary feat that had only been accomplished one time in uh, Major League history. And they'll face the uh, home state Texas Rangers in an all-Texas ALCS starting uh, Sunday. And it uh, should be an interesting course yesterday. The Twins get on the board first, but um, yeah, Astros come back to take a lead. Twins uh uh, meanwhile, uh, make it 3-2. Uh, to two. Uh, Astros go on to win the game, and uh, we'll see how the All-Texas Series, uh, which starts Sunday, uh, is going to head on up. Meanwhile, last night up in Philadelphia, I mean, they're ripping and roaring uh, as Bryce Harper and Nick uh, Castellanos uh, hit two homers each, give the Phillies a 2-1 to one lead in that series and against the Big Bad Braves, who set a major league record of hitting, uh, I think, tied it, hitting 307 home runs during the course of the regular season. And uh, anyway, uh, of course, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Bryce Harper staring down Orlando Garcia, uh, who reportedly poked fun at him after game two the other day. And uh, anyway. Uh, like a whole lot of people did. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Start talking about him overrunning, not overrunning, but uh, – getting way too far off first base. Uh, great catch in the center field, but Bryce Harper shouldn't have been halfway to third base uh, before that ball was caught. Yeah. Uh, and he should have been uh, maybe hovering right around second base, uh, and if he drops it great uh, or doesn't catch it, uh, not necessarily drops it, then you, you move on and you probably still score unless uh, the guy makes a great recovery off the wall or whatever the case may have been. But, no, you don't get uh, that far uh, off first base. Yeah, and Peter Price, too, was a third out in the bottom of, uh, I should say, in the bo- bottom of the uh, ninth inning. But uh, that series, meanwhile, uh, Philadelphia uh, holds a, uh, I want to say, a two games to, to one uh, edge. With another game in Philly. That's right, uh, today. And uh, should be interesting in that regard. Uh, so we'll see what takes place there, of course, uh Arizona in that, as I mentioned, that third frame, uh, they're becoming the first team to ever hit four home runs in a single postseason inning as they celebrated with a pool party uh, in that. In the meantime, uh, anyway, uh, we'll see. Which is confusing Philly and Arizona. Yes, uh, that's right. Arizona had the pool party. Philly that's hit right. the uh, four home runs. That's correct. That's, I reverse that. You're correct. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, with that course, uh, Arizona heads on to the uh, – uh, NLCS, where they'll take on uh, the winner of this series with the Braves and the Phillies uh, in the meantime. So uh, with that, uh, we'll see what takes place uh, today. Uh, the Braves, the last of the 100-win teams uh, to remain standing. Of course, they have to win now. 
uh, of course, uh, one in Philadelphia and then head back to Atlanta for the uh, uh, hopefully fifth game and uh, I guess a win number three, which gets him into the NLCS. Meanwhile, uh, in other news uh, with that, uh, of course, Monday night, uh, Monday, Thursday night football tonight as the KC takes on Denver as the uh, Broncos and Sean Payton come to Kansas City tonight. Kansas City, a 10.5-point uh, favorite in that ball game. And uh, just looking over things, I don't think uh, Kansas City ha- uh, has lost to Denver in, I don't know, I'm hearing 14, 15, 16 straight games. So uh, wow. uh, we'll see what uh, Sean uh, Payton has dialed up uh, for his team tonight uh, with that. We, so, do, we do have a Taylor Swift update. She is expected to be an arrowhead. Uh, tonight, okay. Uh, so all the little Swifties out there, uh, I guess, you know, what was it? Uh, was it two weeks ago or a week ago when uh, uh, she was up in uh, one of the boxes uh, with the uh, Kelsey family? And uh, and uh, they said the viewership increased by I don't know how many uh, numbers due to a lot of the uh, her young female fans <laughs> tuning into the game, getting a glimpse of her in one of the suites up in uh, uh, Kansas City. Uh, and then it, the next week in New York. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, – and uh, and is uh, Kelsey Travis Kelsey healthy to play? Remember he uh, had a it little was questionable. Okay, as of right now. So uh, with that, so uh, elsewhere, talk about the Saints too, y'all. The Saints uh, injury report. Uh, it's starting to look like uh, uh, the Red Cross unit. Uh, Saints have listed thirteen players on the injury report that came out uh, yesterday. Uh, Jawan Johnson, the calf did not practice. Lonnie Johnson Jr., uh, safety hamstring didn't practice. Meanwhile, uh, Adam Prentice, uh, knee did not practice uh, the fullback on the uh, Saints team. Meanwhile, safety and uh, special teams performer J.T. Gray, hamstring, did not practice. Landon Young, one of the young tackles, a hip, did not practice. But limited in practices yesterday were Ryan Ramchak, Jimmy Graham, uh, just a, a rest uh, period for those two. Meanwhile, Cameron Jordan, uh, a back issue but limited in practice along with uh, Chris Olave a toe James Hurt a foot all of those were limited in practice meanwhile in full practice uh, Derek Carr full practice of course his right shoulder being an issue but uh, played pretty well Sunday with that uh, shoulder issue also Marcus May returns from uh, suspension so hopefully the Saints will get a little help uh, in the deep backfield at safety and elsewhere uh, of course uh, uh, with that uh, guard Andres, uh, Andres Pete uh, uh, was a full practice center with uh, an issue. Meanwhile, the Houston Texans, uh, they have a list just as long as the Saints and did not practice for them as uh, Laramie Tunsil, uh, a tackle, cornerback Sha- Shaquille Griffin, a calf, Nathaniel Tank Dell, also the wide receiver, did not practice. Robert Woods, uh, a fine wide receiver, did not practice. Uh, rest in ribs. Uh, Malik Collins, uh, an abdomen, did not practice. Limited in practice for them with Blake Cashman, a linebacker, tackle George Fant, a hip shoulder, uh, Christian Harris, uh, uh, also limited in practice, a concussion. Shaquille Mason, an ankle limited, but uh, full practices was Noah Brown, uh, Titus Howard, Josh Jones, Denzel Perryman, and Travier uh, Thomas uh, all were full practice, and they were basically a wide receiver, tackle guard, and a linebacker and a cornerback. So Saints uh, uh, Houston this weekend uh, uh, kick off at noon. Uh, I believe that game's going to be – I think that game's going to be on uh, CBS uh, or, is, or is it Fox? Um, 
Not sure. I think Fox it is CBS. Uh, well, we have here at uh, Reliance Stadium. Uh, they're talking about, of course, they can shut the roof in Reliant. Weather will not be an issue. Uh, three and two, uh, New Orleans taking on two and three, Houston. The Saints, uh, a one-point pick in that game, and uh, the Lions moved a little bit. It started off as a picket game uh, back earlier in the uh, week, and it moved to uh, Saints where a two-and-a-half uh, was the Saints' high point, and uh, went down to one-and-a-half, and now it's at one right now. So uh, I'm sure to be changed over uh, the next few days. The over and under in that game is uh, 42 and a half. Uh, Houston, not a real high scoring team. Uh, the Saints uh, are averaging uh, just under 20 points a game, which is 22nd in the league. Houston at 23, they're 12th. Uh, total yards, the Saints come in at 24th at 311. Houston at uh, 10th at 376, uh, a game total yardage. Meanwhile, the passing yards, uh, the Saints 214 uh, a game. That's 24th in the league, uh, 293. Uh, it's third in the league for Houston. Houston's third in the league throwing the football. Uh, meanwhile, rushing yardage, the Saints are 20th at 97 yards a game. 82.6 is uh, Houston, they're 27th. Meanwhile, in third down efficiency, the Saints are 22nd in the league at 37%. Houston at 7th at 46%. Meanwhile, fourth down conversions, Houston uh, at uh, 43, which is 23rd, and uh, New Orleans at uh, right at two-thirds and sixth in the league in that regard. So uh, elsewhere uh, in the time of possession, uh, the uh, uh, Saints at 31, 27 uh, seconds, 29, 49 seconds for Houston. Is that a, a business line? Okay, uh, with that. Anyway, defensively, uh, the Saints giving up only 15 points a game. That's fourth in the league, folks, and that's where the Saints uh, hopefully can win some more ball games. Meanwhile, Houston only gives up 20 a game. That's 11th. Elsewhere in total yards, uh, the Saints give up 275 a game, which is fourth in the league. And uh, total yards, Houston gives up 339. That's 18th. Saints give up 183 passing yards. Fourth, Houston 226. That's 18th. Uh, rushing yards, uh, the Saints give up right at 92 a game. That's eighth in the league. And Houston gives up 112-4. That's 17th in the league. A lot of uh, positives. Of course, we all know the Saints defense has played really, really well over the past uh, few games uh, through that. Anyway, sticking with football, uh, last night a couple college games uh, on tap as uh, UTEP. Uh, in the earlier game, uh, beats uh, Florida International 27-14. UTEP uh, looking pretty good. Meanwhile, uh, in the other game uh, through the evening, uh, New Mexico State down Sam Houston State, which is their, I think, uh, first year in uh, Division I. Uh, New Mexico State uh, beats them 27-13 uh, with that course. Yeah, I don't think they have to worry about the postseason. No, those two teams. Exclusion. Uh, yeah, you're right. But tonight... A couple big games uh, on tap. Uh, West Virginia journeys to Houston to take on the Cougars. West Virginia, I didn't think they were 4-1, but they are. And uh, Houston, meanwhile, is 2-3. and three. West Virginia, three-point pick in that game. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 6 o'clock uh, kickoff on Fox Sports 1 uh, uh, in that game. If you want to watch a little football before the uh, pro game comes on uh, later on this evening. Elsewhere, the other game tonight at 6.30, Southern Methodist travels to Charlotte uh, to take on East Carolina. Uh, the Mustangs are three and two, while uh, the Pirates are one and four in that game. SMU an 11 half point pick in that game, the over and under uh, 49. That's going to be on ESPN 
for that game tonight. So uh, interesting ball games. Of course, uh, later on uh, tomorrow night, if I still want to watch college football, they've got a couple games, Fresno State at Utah State. Stanford will travel Friday night game matchup up in Boulder as Coach Prime looking to uh, get his fifth win of the year. Colorado, 11-point pick over Stanford, who's pretty much their football program's been down the last few years. Uh, with that, of course, they come into the matchup 1-4. and four. That's a Friday night game at 9 o'clock. That's going to be on ESPN, of course. Uh, Dion crying about the late uh, start time. Oh, really? It's 7 o'clock on the West Coast. But he's crying because he thinks his team is so great that they should be in prime time across the country all the time all the time yeah uh anyway but uh, Uh, the the fact that he's politicking for a watch company to uh give his son uh an nil deal because he has some stupid watch reference uh after games or after victories or something like that it's all about prime time it's all about the money it ain't about football i'm tired of him I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, I understand. And uh, with that, of course, uh, the Buffaloes, uh, we'll see if he can't win his fifth game. Of course, uh, they uh, uh, still have some interesting ball games uh, left to be played, though, Jeff, as uh, uh, Coach Prime uh, uh, just looking at his schedule uh, after he's got a bye next week. Then he's got to go to UCLA. Then Oregon State comes to Boulder. Uh, he also uh, has to play Arizona in uh, uh, Boulder, but he's got to travel to Washington to take on the Huskies uh, the second to last week of the regular season, then to Utah to take on the Utes uh, in uh, his last regular season game. So, uh, uh, of course, uh, two more wins and he's bowl eligible. So uh, we'll see what Coach Prime uh, is going to do in that regard. Quickly, as I mentioned, Westgate with a big homecoming game tonight uh, as they take on uh, – uh, the uh, I'm looking at uh, North Vermilion Patriots uh, in a big game. Let's see if West can't, can't get back on the winning edge as they, they had a big loss last weekend against uh, Turlings, which, by the way, LCA Lafayette Christian uh, takes on Turlings Catholic over at Turlings uh, this evening uh, for a big high school football game uh, to take place. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, no other games that I am aware of of local teams. Of course, Catholic High has their homecoming uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have that game right here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and uh, AM 1240 as they take on uh, uh, the Delcom Panthers uh, in a in a, a district game. Uh, Catholic High uh, uh, should prevail. Delcom, just a youthful team, as Coach Artie Lyosa told us uh, uh, the other day, and uh, just uh, we'll see how the cards may play. But the weather, it looks like Jeff's going to be uh, pretty good. We expected some rain maybe Friday, but uh, hopefully sunshine will prevail uh, tomorrow. They, they removed that. Okay. And with that, of course, other big games in the area before we go to our break. Uh, Katie takes on uh, John Curtis over in New Orleans. The Allen Jackets travel to Barb. We'll have uh, Coach uh, Learman on in the next few minutes to talk about that. St. Charles Catholic uh, will be at St. Martinville, West St. Mary at Ascension Episcopal, Franklin at Lauraville. See how the Tigers do against the Hornets. Uh, and meanwhile, Vermilion Catholic will also be in Generette. Uh, as the number two ranked team in single A. And Highland Baptist uh, will host Covenant Christian for the first time in four weeks. The uh, Bears will be at home. 
Meanwhile, time for our first break, and when we come back, hopefully I'll have uh, Coach Josh Learman on to talk about his yellow jackets. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at Danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Josh Learman of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets. And, Coach, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Coach, uh, of course, uh, uh, just uh, another tough game last week uh, against your opponent. And, uh if you could, Coach, give us a little uh, what took place uh, last week and also your upcoming opponent, uh, the Bar Buccaneers. I think you traveled to Lake Charles to take them on, uh, I do believe, tomorrow night. So uh, go ahead, Coach. Uh, well, last week, you know, we played Opelousas, who's a really good team, you know, very well coached, uh, really big offensive line, and really good running back uh, and really good quarterback. So, you know, we just, again, our kids competed well. We just, you know, they, they beat us, you know, that's, Sometimes that just happens. Uh, this week we play Barb. You know, again, I, I think I said Saturday. I don't know if – I don't know the last time Nish beat Barb at Barb. You know, uh, I know it hasn't been in my 15 or 16 years at Nish. So, you know, it's going to be another tough test, another well, very well-coached team over there also. Coach, uh, those teams in the Lake Charles area, if, they, if things got back to normal for them after the storms, I know uh, – 
they uh, went through a lot with uh, the hurricanes they had uh, with, uh, and of course, Barr being on the south side of Lake Charles, uh, I'm sure they had a lot of destruction around the school and those places. Uh, have those teams, you know, around Lake Charles, have they uh, come back uh, up yet and, uh, and all? Uh, yeah, I think they, I mean, I, I think they're back to almost normal. I do know that, you know, this is, this is not my first trip to Barb and we always dress in the same locker room and he told me that we'll be dressing somewhere else because they're still doing construction over there to the part of the boys' gym. So there is still construction going on. And, uh, of course, the Barb Buccaneers, uh, uh, like I said, uh, South Lake Charles, uh, what, uh, uh, what can you expect from them? What are they going to throw at you offensively and defensively, Coach? Well, offensively, they, you know, they do a, they run the spread, a bunch of RPO stuff. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to be disciplined and, um, you know, play play some assignment football because there's a lot of things going on in the course of one play, you know, and if one person's wrong, then something's going to be open. And then, uh, you know, defensively, they're, they're running the same <laughs> stuff they've been running for a long, long time over there. It's a new head coach, but he was on the staff for a long time, so not a lot has changed. With that coach, and uh, defensively, what will they throw at you? Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a 3-4 look. Uh, it's, it's a little bit odd because you don't, you don't see kind of what they do a whole lot. So, you know, again, we've had a really good week of practice, so, you know, we're going to go over there and compete as hard as we can. There you go, Coach. Um, one of uh, your bigger fans, uh, Ernie Morrow, let me know. Uh, apparently, beat him once in the playoffs uh, at Barb. Uh, Nish may have. Okay, yeah, maybe so, but that was way before my time. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, hey, there's always a first time, and uh, maybe tomorrow night is it. Anything uh, fans may want to know for that trip? Uh, no, game times at seven, and uh, unlike Sam Houston, you can purchase all tickets are sold at the gate. So. Uh, 7 o'clock, buy your ticket at the gate. Very good. Anything else um, before we let you go? Anything else going on on campus of note? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, a lot of people are gearing up for homecoming, which is next week. And you know how, how crazy homecoming is. So uh, that's, that, that's our, that buzz is already starting around here. Yeah. No. In fact, I know of a Class of 96 party that's taking place this Saturday, not next Saturday, but this Saturday, so yeah, they're they're gearing up for it, uh, and I know you'll be ready for it uh, and try and keep uh, the the distractions away. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's good for people to have a good time, but we got to try and stay as focused as we can. There you go. Best of luck uh, on the trip to Lake Charles and against Barb, and we'll check in with you Saturday morning following uh, that game. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good luck to you, Coach, uh, with that. Uh, of course, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, you know, still uh, looking for that first win this year, along with a couple other uh, local high schools. Uh, just some tough years for them. A couple of these teams really youthful. Of course, uh, the Bears for Highland Baptist, along with uh, the Delcom Panthers. Uh, really youthful teams this year, Jeff. And, uh, you know, you hate to see these teams struggle because these, t- these kids go out there and practice hard for two and three hours a day and uh, look at film. And uh, it's just uh, – it's tough. But youthful teams uh, – uh, it's hard uh, for them to uh, really play. And then, uh, of course, the Bears and the Panthers, you know, don't have really large squads either. You know, it's not like they have some of their youthful kids that play in freshman games or JV games just because of the numbers. Uh, and uh, you really uh, feel for these uh, coaches because, you know, they go out there and get their kids to practice hard and uh, keep them motivated. Uh, it's really hard on them. And the uh, same thing uh, with Nish. 
uh, having a, a down year, but, uh, you know, hopefully uh, they can uh, keep some of the younger kids around and hopefully, as they always say, get bigger, stronger, and faster uh, throughout the year. Absolutely. Keep them engaged, and things uh, will come around uh, eventually. Uh, there's also you know, a lot of talk about uh, Nish and Westgate and whether or not some, some of those athletes uh, have looked at Westgate and the success they've had and uh, uh, found their way uh, into that school versus uh, where they maybe should be going uh, in their uh, district. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. So uh, anyway, good luck to the Yellow Jackets and uh, all the local high school teams. Uh, uh, so, uh, Westgate celebrating a homecoming tonight game. Yeah, I don't know if they were able to do the parade yesterday because of the rain. Uh, I, I was in the downtown area till a little after 4. Didn't recognize uh, any kind of uh, thing that looked like uh, parade activity, but they may have found a way to do something. Well, with that, uh, of course, Catholic High also celebrating homecoming uh, tomorrow night as they take on the Delcom Panthers. In, Their uh, parade today. Yep, and uh, I, I want to say after the parade, I think I don't think it was last night. If it was, it was rained on a bonfire, uh, which for many years. Well, there is a burn ban. <laughs> there is, uh, but they uh, Coach uh, Matt Decimal told me that uh, – the bonfire uh, so looked got like approval was, to do it. Yeah, uh, still on, and uh, also, of course, the uh, I guess the city of New Iberia, uh, one of the big red uh, fire trucks, I'm sure, will be there to put out the uh, bonfire after the uh, celebration is over. And uh, with that, uh, of course, the rain yesterday kind of uh, wet everything down. Hopefully, they can get it lit. You know, if you have all the boxes and uh, lumber and all pretty wet, uh, don't know how long it can stay uh, on fire. In the meantime, but uh, good luck to the Panthers. Taking on the Panthers, we'll broadcast that game here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 with uh, a pregame between 6.30, 6.35 with the kickoff at 7 o'clock. Uh, should be an interesting contest uh, in that regard. Also, some other headlines. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, you know, the ratings uh, uh, came out for the uh, – uh, season opener between the Blackhawks and the Penguins. It drew 1.4 million viewers, making it the most watched regular season National Hockey League game in ESPN history, and that excluding the annual Winter Classic games too. So, uh, and last well, night ESPN I- doesn't do the Winter Classic, but. Well, anyway, it's uh, the most uh, drew the most view, viewership, and I think uh, Bedard is it the young uh, yes. hockey? Did he he scored his first goal last night? I yeah, you know, first goal of the game, but uh, the Hawks didn't muster any offense after that. But it was a pretty wraparound goal uh, that he did uh, get, and I'm sure he would have rather uh, enjoyed that uh, moment more if they had won the game. But it was a big night for Boston to um, their home opener and. Uh, they brought in uh, their 100th anniversary team uh, in the pregame, uh, so they they were uh, up for that game. Anyway, uh, some other headline news too: Reebok revival. Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson are joining uh, Reebok's basketball division as president and vice president, respectively. Of course, both men had shoe deals with Reebok during their NBA playing days. So uh, interesting uh, that uh, Shaquille and uh, Iverson. Uh, 
going to get back in and promote uh, a Reebok. Uh, elsewhere on City Field uh, Casino, that Mets owner Steve Cohen is hopefully to construct a casino next to uh, City Field to attract people to the area. And there's nothing going on. The only thing you can do near the ballpark is get a, your hubcap changed or removed, I should say. Well, there's uh, a racetrack, a horse track uh, right there, too. Yeah, well, he's trying to bring a casino to Sportico's Invest in Sports Conference. So uh, we'll see how uh, that's going to take place uh, over in City Field with uh, Steve Cohen. Of course, the Mets, as we all know, had the highest payroll in Major League Baseball this year and kind of floundered. So uh, he's got to be thinking uh, maybe how you can. But he got rid of his two of his top pitchers going to the Rangers and uh, the Astros. And I wonder if they're going to be available. Uh, I know. uh, uh, Verlander will be with the Astros, but I'm not sure about... Uh, I did hear Scherzer might start uh, game two or three. Okay. All right. So, uh, of course, those were his two big payroll, uh, two of his uh, heavy hitters uh, on the payroll that are no longer with that. But you wonder if the Mets are still paying uh, uh, those two part of their payroll, like Barry uh, <laughs> Barry Bonilla, as uh, I think the Mets are still paying him a million a year for what? Uh, the I think it was t- going to be 35 years. Yeah, a million a year for 35 years. Smart investment. Anyway, also uh, other headlines, Rooney's next dig. Four days after parting with D.C. United, Wayne Rooney has been named the new manager of the Birmingham City Club. The club is seeking a proportion to prepare league. And welcome uh, Tom Brady as a minority shareholder uh, of that club. Also, uh, thoughts go out to, again, to uh, Mary Lou Retton, the first Olympic woman to win the all-around gymnastics goal at the Olympics is fighting for her life with a serious illness. I think it's some form of pneumonia that's very rare. And according to a fun- fundraiser posted by her daughter, so she's been pretty much keeping people up to date with Mary Lou Redden. And the Pixie uh, just uh, saw a picture of her, I guess, uh, the not-too-distant uh past that uh she's awful thin and uh fighting through that uh in icu so we wish her the best and prayers out to mary lou retton just a phenomenal gymnast for the americans back in 1984 when she set uh, uh brought the all-around uh, gold medal back uh, to the united states in the meantime just about time to uh take another break uh you listen to bayou sports here on Kane radio fm 107.5 and am 1240 we'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, 
good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. And those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men. The boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood. And there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it. And you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, October the 12th. And, you know, for decades it was a given that uh, in the NFL that going on the road was a difficult uh, proposition. And this season, uh, your chances of seeing your team win at home are worse than uh, 50-50, if you can believe that. And by the numbers, through five uh, NFL weeks, uh, NFL road teams, you ready, are 41 and 37. If you take out the two London games, the Jaguars were the designated home team in one and the road team in another. It's 40 and 36. And uh, the context of that is home field advantage has been dwindling for a while. And this uh, could be the season that bids farewell completely. Meanwhile, the only time in recent history that the NFL home teams finished with a losing record was in 2020 when they went uh, 127, 128, and 1 in an empty or near-empty stadium. So with that comes with that an asterisk, uh, of course, but it wasn't an isolated occurrence. Home field advantage had uh, dipped in 2019 with home teams winning 52% of the games, the lowest mark since 1972. And even if uh, 2020 was strange, in uh, 2021, home teams won at just a 51.1% rate, and they rebounded uh, in 2022. They won uh, 56.7%, but now they've dipped again in 2023, and it looks like the 2022 was just a recent outlier in that regard. Of course, from the betting angle, from a gambling perspective, Road teams have long held the edge due to uh, the point spread. And since 2004, road teams have had a winning record against the spread in 14 of the 19 seasons of the NFL. And this season, road teams, you ready, are 41-32-5, which is a 56.2% against the spread. Uh, road favorites are 17-12-2, which is 58.6%. And road underdogs are at 24-20-3 at a 54.6%. And the standard for years was to give home teams about three points on the spread. Then it shifted to two and a half or less. And now maybe uh, home teams don't deserve any points. Of course, uh, anyway, the last word on that, for whatever reason, 
cozier travel, less raucous crowds, and cozy modern stadiums. Officials being more aware of the long-term trend of home teams getting more calls. There has been uh, no edge for uh, home teams this season. So, uh, Is it maybe, and going back to straight up, not uh, against the spread, but straight up, uh, maybe parity has been lost. Uh, one of the big goals of the NFL is to be a team or a league that has a certain level of parity. But maybe that's not the case anymore. The, the more dominant teams are winning on the road uh, despite um, alleged parity. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was always – and, you know, coaching comes into play too. They can say what they want. But uh, uh, when, you, 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 when you're going uh, four and uh, – what is it, uh, 13 now uh, during a regular season, you're going to get – and it's all about uh, picking up pretty good players and having that uh, mix in that uh, when you see teams uh, with the draft, is supposed to create that parity, uh, which uh, – and, you know, when you think about some of the teams that have won, uh, there is some dominant teams, you know, the, the Cowboys for many years along with uh, the Patriots uh, with Tom Brady. Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Well, maybe now it, it was Brady. Uh, when Tom Brady came out in support of Belichick yesterday. Oh, uh, did he? He really did, um, suggesting it's it's not uh, him. It, it's not as if he, if he – I don't know if he said something to the effect, if I were there, we'd be having the same issues, that kind of a thing. Yeah, well, of course, like I said, when you win all the time, you're going to get one of those back-end draft picks uh, late in the first round or, or if you trade away draft picks, which many teams have done over the years uh, to – get somebody you feel comfortable with like the saints have done mortgaging the future uh with that uh but uh, the saints uh with sean payton and mickey loomis uh, uh how many times you saw them move up in the first round to select someone they thought would we uh, be advantageous for the saints and um don't know if they're paying the price now but um you know the offensive line uh, at one time was one of the stellar units in the nfl uh has kind of fallen a little bit uh of course they're still with Ramchak and Pete, uh, two of the holdovers, along with McCoy, uh, hopefully uh, Penning will develop into that type of first-round draft pick. Uh, they well, they picked him, what, 19th, I believe, two years ago. Uh, so with the Saints. But in the meantime, home field advantage in the NFL is pretty much uh, going through the wayside, as they said. And uh, uh, it's interesting, like you said, the dominant teams like the Chiefs right now uh, – uh, they'll uh, be pretty much in that uh, that play for years to come as long as Mahomes can uh, remain healthy in uh, that uh, uh, team. So uh, in the meantime, just some other big news just before uh, we've got another coach coming on uh, in the next oh, 10 minutes or so uh, with that. But uh, some first here, a historic day in the NBA today, uh, 44 years ago, folks, as uh, Celtics guard Chris Ford sank the first ever three-pointer in NBA history during the first quarter of a 114-106 win over the Rockets. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a different era. You know, in that first year in, in uh, 1979-80 season, uh, uh, with that, uh, the uh, NBA attempted 5,003 three-pointers that season, uh, Jeff, for an average of 2.8 per game. And uh, last season, you ready? The NBA uh, players attempted 
84,165 uh, shots uh, from the three-point line, which was good for 34.2 per, uh, 34.2 per game. Uh, I'd like to see what the statistics were on uh, goals made and uh, with that uh, over the years, uh, 44 years ago. But Chris Ford from the Celtics uh, sank that first three-pointer. Of course, the initial three-point basket was brought in by the old ABA. We'll have a little bit about that earlier, but uh, the ABA uh, was the one with the red, white, and blue ball. Of course, uh, in New Orleans, they had the New Orleans Buccaneers. Uh, Larry Brown, who uh, coached for many years in college and professionals, was on that team along with Red Robbins, Jackie Moreland from Louisiana Tech, and uh, I want to say uh, a young man uh, by, from Grambling. I can't remember his uh, full name, but who was a heck of a guard for them, about six four or five uh, back in that day. So uh, the first uh, NBA three-pointer was made uh, today. And also uh, a little history uh, in that. On this date also was the uh, game also happened to be Larry Bird's NBA debut with Chris Ford hitting that three-pointer. Of course, the hick from French Lick. He had a 14-point game that uh, that particular night, a 10-rebound double-double, naturally, uh, for Larry Bird. And, of course, uh, today in sports history, we'll talk about another uh, NBA player who made his debut on this day way back in 1979. So uh, more on this day. Back in 1968, the Summer Olympics began in Mexico City, making the first uh, time the Olympics had ever been held in Latin America. I don't know. Uh, when I think of Latin America, I think more of South America and uh, Central America, more than Mexico uh, being a Latin American com- uh, country uh, with that. But uh, uh, anyway, the Olympics, of course, the Fosbury Flop debuted uh, back in this day in Mexico, uh, not in this day, but back in Mexico uh, City Olympics uh, with that. And uh, a lot of interesting facts in that uh, particular Olympics uh, we'll go into later as the days roll through. Uh, on today in sports history, you may as well do today in sports history now because <laughs> yeah, that's all you've been doing. Anyway, uh, well, I've got uh, also just another big uh, happening today. The Cowboys traded Herschel Walker on this day to the Vikings, the largest trade in the NFL history. Eighteen players were combined, and their draft picks being swapped in that particular day. Uh, with that, and uh, the uh, Cowboys made it. Uh, quite well uh, as they got Aikman and the triplets, uh, Irvin and uh, Smith, and uh, a host of other players that made the Cowboys a pretty dominant team for the next, uh, what, six, seven years as they won three Super Bowls uh, in, what, 92, 93, then had an off year, came back to win it again in 95, and a pretty uh, dominant team uh, the Cowboys were back in those days, winning uh, Super Bowls and beating the pants off of a lot of people in that respect. So, uh, Elsewhere on the tube tonight, uh, of course, uh, baseball again, uh, if you want to watch baseball as uh, the, the Phillies entertain the Braves. Braves need to win one right now if they wish to remain in the playoffs as uh, they were beaten uh, pretty bad uh, uh, last night as the uh, Phillies uh, uh, hit six home runs during that game. And uh, they went on to uh, uh, beat the uh, Braves uh, by a score, I believe it was 11, uh, no, it wasn't 10-2, uh, to 2, I do believe, in the game last night. Of course, on the tube tonight, Thursday night football on um, prime, uh, the Chiefs host the Broncos at Arrowhead tonight, where Denver will look to snap the longest uh, streak against a division-leading rival. They've lost 15 straight to uh, 
uh, the Broncos have to the Chiefs with their uh, last win coming. You ready? 2,947 days ago on September 17th, 2015. That's how long ago it was. Patrick Mahomes was a Texas Tech a sophomore quarterback. Peyton Manning was leading Denver to the Super Bowl season in his final season with that. Anyway, of course, the Braves down 2-1 to one, take on the Phillies. That's going to be on TBS tonight at uh, uh, a 7 p.m. Uh, first pitch. Uh, college football tonight, West Virginia, as we mentioned, a two-and-a-half-point pick over Houston. That's going to be on Fox 1. Meanwhile, SMU, 11-and-a-half pick over uh, East Carolina. That's going to be on uh, 6.30 at ESPN. Uh, seven games on tap tonight uh, in uh, the National Hockey League. NBA preseason, uh, the Grizzlies at the Hawks. Uh, that's going to be on the NBA channel tonight. Uh, send, uh the Suns at the Trailblazers at 9. Of course, uh, the Shriners children open for uh, PGA this weekend uh, with that. So, uh, of course, the Astros clinched uh, uh, last night uh, along with uh, the Braves hanging they on. Didn't and, yeah, they didn't clinch. They won. They won the a- uh, ALDS. And the also uh, the Dodgers uh, go down uh, and losing uh, to uh, the division rival, the Arizona D-backs, Diamondbacks, as uh, – they move on uh, in the uh, next round of uh, playoffs in baseball. Anyway, meantime, uh, time to take uh, our next break here. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Carol Olivier right about uh, 8.05. So you're listening to Bayou Sports. Stick with us. We'll be right back. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
Hi, this is Boxcar Bagelow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tee time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. You know, one of the blue bloods of uh, men's basketball uh, escaped serious NCAA penalties from a multi-year investigation into the program's involvement in college basketball uh, federal uh, corruption scandal. Uh, of course, the NCAA announced uh, yesterday that Kansas – uh, five level one allegations had been downgraded to level two case and uh, that the program had received a three-year probation, a whimper of uh, conclusion to what's been a contentious uh, back and forth. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dan, uh, one of the writers on uh, Kansas uh, uh, exposing what an utter joke the NCAA has become, Kansas basketball coach Bill Self stared down a six-year NCAA investigation with five level one violation charges and proceeded to beat the brakes off the NCAA and its independent accountability resolution process like it was some hapless March Madness 16th seed. A good day for Kansas basketball, Self said yesterday. And honestly, he should have uh, popped a, a bottle of celebrity champagne as he said it. Uh, KU's most notable punishment it has to take down the banner commemorating its Final Four uh, when it went during its 2018 uh, run and when it won the national championship in 2022 uh, while under investigation. Credit to Self and the Jayhawks for being the latest to prove that the most fraudulent part of the NCAA infractions process isn't the violations of the rules but the process itself. Why bother? This is an exercise in nonsense like Oz tossing fire to distract the curtain from uh, its impotence. Meanwhile, the system produces little more than selective enforcement, uneven punishments, and uh, billable hours while the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, still new on the job, should step up and acknowledge the absurdity of the entire operation. So uh, with that, uh, we got uh, Coach Carol Olivier on the line here with uh, Katie and uh, 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 Christian School, the Lions, and Coach, good morning, and welcome to Bayou Sports. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? So far, uh, pretty good, Coach. Hopefully, the weather will cooperate. We'll have some nice weather for high school football in the next day or two. Uh, with that, and uh, how are the Lions doing? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your team and uh, your next opponent? Uh, we're doing pretty good, man. Getting, a, getting, a, getting uh, healthy, man. Uh, of course, we we we're ready for this this weather, man. Some good football, fall weather. Um, leading up, we got homecoming tonight. Homecoming festivities tonight. We had our pep rally last night, which was really exciting. Um, we had a, a packed gym. Uh, we're getting ready to host First Baptist tonight. Um, at that Nets, that, that game is home. tonight. Excuse me, I, I didn't mean to jump on over you because I had it as a. Friday game, but the game is tonight. Yeah, the game is tonight. Uh, we're going to be playing tonight at uh, Norbury Senior High School. Kickoff going to be at 7. We're going to announce our uh, homecoming court um, at halftime. We have some beautiful young ladies, some amazing young ladies on that court that are going to be representing Katiana Christian School. All right. Let's uh, recap last week's game. Uh, when we spoke to you last week, you were getting ready to get on a bus and Head up north to take on Mount Olive, uh, dominating uh, 62 to 
Nothing win from what I understand. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Um, it was really wet out there. We got out there, it was a little, it was a little bit sloppy, so it was definitely good for us to, um, you know, being the fact that we run a, a lot of RPOs and we throw the ball a lot. So it was good to have our guys kind of adjust. We had a couple drop balls. It was good to have them adjust and play in that type of atmosphere where we had to deal with a little adversity, but we were clean. Um, they came out a whole lot cleaner than the first time we played them. Um, a multitude of different formations, but our guys was able to adjust and uh, make some plays. And most importantly, man, we came out of there healthy. Last year we went down there and uh, lost in a, a barn burn, a 16-14. to 14. Ty got hurt with about two minutes left in the game. And our uh, starting receiver and uh, backup quarterback, Brandon Judice, got hurt uh, in the second quarter. So we lost two of our impact players in that game. So... And, and, and lost one. So to just leave out of there healthy uh, with the dub was a win for us. There you go. So, uh, again, you take on a team you saw earlier this year. Uh, uh, again, tell us a little bit. Uh, it's kind of unique, uh, obviously, in the NFL, within their own division. They do play uh, a team twice in the year, but not so often on the high school ranks unless it's the postseason. Um, the way you prepare for a team when you, you've seen them already. Um, just you know, watching film again. I think I think for us, you know, it's all about adjustments. You know, it's it's it's, it's a chess match. So, like when we seen them, we'll see the first time. We seen them the second time. They did things totally different than they did the first time. Um, when we seen Swallow the first time, they were a spread team, uh, finesse. We seen them the second time. They were a double tight end power set. I think the only team that won't really change what they do. Is, is is JPG. So preparing for them is just trying to find out the nuances and trying to just get a little bit better off the ball. But for um, anybody else that we prepare for, it's just seeing what they do versus us the first time. How can we get better? How can we take advantage of some of their weak points? And um, how can we kind of limit some of their strong points? All right. So, uh, again, you dominate. Well, again, according to the score, you dominated them uh, at First Baptist. That was Back in mid-September, uh, again, uh, do you have anything, uh, some wrinkles to show them compared to last time? Yeah, yeah, we always, uh, Coach Sanford is really good at, you know, just keeping things fresh, right, to kind of keep our guys grounded, keep them learning every practice. And we're also preparing for um, an opportunity to, to host the semifinal game, which we which we do have now. We're going to be playing. Uh, next week, Thursday, at Generate High on the 19th, we're going to host a semifinal game. We don't know exactly who we have yet. That won't be for certain until probably Sunday or Monday. Um, so we're definitely trying to prepare for that tonight, man. We're hoping to kick some field goals tonight. Uh, we've been practicing that PAT. Um, that's something we've never done. Um, but we're hoping we got a young man, um, Christopher Osborne, man. The kid's phenomenal. Had him kick, start kicking about two days ago, man. I'm telling you He's doing a great job, so I'm excited about seeing him kick tonight. You know, um, and, and that's not an easy thing at any level. You know, again, coordinating the snap, the hold, and the kick. Uh, so to, to begin it this late in the season, uh, it'd be impressive to see if it's successful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Neil, Neil's a great kicker, um, and it's just something that we want to challenge our guys. We know Swallow and JPG are really tough, so we want to be able to get in the red zone and have chance at points, right? Uh, and uh, Ty has been holding him since he was at Highland in the ninth grade. 
So uh, we have an experienced holder, so that helps. So just adding another element to the game, just teaching the boys another side of football. So we're excited about that. All right. So homecoming, uh, anything the fans need to know uh, may be different than other home games? Uh, we're going to prepare to run out the tunnel, as always, about 650. Um, homecoming court is going to be announced at halftime. It's probably going to be about a little a little longer than normal. We have seven amazing young ladies, uh, and then we're going to take a picture with the homecoming uh, queen when she's announced and the homecoming king who was announced last night, um, which happens to be um, Ty, which was um, extremely exciting to see, to witness that. Uh, we had no idea. Uh, he, didn't, he was nervous about running and his mom asked him, how did you feel when they, when they called your name? He said, Mom, I just was really, really nervous. You know, I was really excited. I didn't, I didn't even know what to do. So um, that's, that was cool. That was a really cool thing to see. Um, that was the first time I was a part of a court where they had a homecoming king. Gotcha. Well, Coach, appreciate you joining us. Best of luck. Hopefully the homecoming uh, has not been a distraction for your team and that they're focused on uh, tonight's kickoff. Definitely, definitely, man. And again, I appreciate you guys. I'm hoping, hoping to be able to uh, talk to you guys this uh, next Thursday coming up, and we can nab that number one seed and getting a little closer to a chance at the state championship. Yeah, we'll certainly be reaching out to you next Thursday, no doubt about it. Uh, yes, sir. Y'all have a blessed day. All you right, too, coach. You too, coach. Appreciate. It. Good luck to you, Carol Olivier, over at Acadiana Christian. And again, tonight, uh, that uh, is a Friday game, but glad Coach was able to let us know tonight. Uh, and again, they're playing at Nish. And, uh, boy, the only game they lost this year, I think, was the opening game. Is that right? That is correct. You know, and they've gone on to dominate, literally dominate many games. And interesting, uh, that's the only team they haven't played twice this year on their schedule. All right. Interesting uh, in that regard. So uh, good luck to Coach and the Lions and see if they taint. Bring a state championship to New Iberia uh, for the Acadiana Christian Lions. Meanwhile, today in sports history here on October the 12th, uh, back in 1907, uh, the Cubs beat the Tigers uh, 2 to nothing at 0-1 series victory. Of course, it's the Cubs' uh, first championship uh, in World Series. And as I mentioned a couple days earlier, Ty Cobb played in three World Series but never won a ring. Uh, losing, of course, to the Cubs in 1907. Elsewhere in this day, 1916 World Series, the Red Sox beat the Brooklyn Robins, which was the Trolley Dodgers, which is the Dodgers, uh, 4-1 to at Braves Field to earn a 4-1 to and retain the title as the Red Sox. And Babe Ruth, I think, set a... Uh, a uh, World Series record for shutout innings, uh, which Whitey Ford broke uh, back in 1961. Elsewhere in this date, 1920, the Indians win their first ever championship, beat the Brooklyn Robins 8-1, to uh, five games to two series. The Indians win their first championship. Of course, the other, only other championship the Indians won was back in 48 with Lou Boudreaux in that crowd. Elsewhere in this date, 1948, Casey Stinkle takes over as the manager of the Yankees. Boy, and does very well up into the 60 World Series. Elsewhere on this date in 1963, the final event at the Polo Grounds in New York City is 14,000-plus attend the first and only Latino All-Star Game. The National League beats the American League Latinos 5-2. to two. Elsewhere on this date, 1967, Lou Brock steals a World Series seven bases as the Cardinals beat the Red Sox 7-2 at Fenway Park with a 4-3 series win. Course MVP was Bob Gibson. Brock also did that in the 68 series where the Cardinals lost to the Tigers in seven games. 
Also in this date, 1979, future Hall of Famer forward Magic Johnson makes his major league, or I should say NBA debut for the Los Angeles Lakers. They zape down the Clippers 103 to 102. Also in this date, in uh, uh, the NL championship game, the Phillies beat the Astros three games to two. And I think if my memory served correctly, most of those games went into uh, extra innings before the uh, Phillies uh, took, beat the Astros that year. And they went on to win the World Series uh, as they beat the Kansas City Rawls. Elsewhere in 1982, Milwaukee Brewer, Paul Molitor, I remember it well, got five hits in a World Series game against the Cardinals in the opening game. They beat the Cardinals 10 to nothing. Robin Yount also had four hits in that game. He went on to get four more hits in another game in that series, too. Elsewhere in this date, 1986, California Angels within one pitch of a pennant, lose to the Red Sox. And uh, I want to say uh, Donnie Moore. Uh, Never ended the up, same after that. Yeah, ended up taking his life, sad to say. Elsewhere in this date, 1987, the Twins beat the Tigers 9-5 to for the ALC Championship game at Tiger Stadium for a 4-1 to series win. They go on to win uh, the first World Series, but that's kind of inaccurate because the Twins were the original Washington Senators, and uh, Calvin Griffith moved up to Minnesota in 61, and they won a World Series way back in 1925 with the big train while Walter Johnson. Elsewhere in this date in uh, 1991, Doug Flutie of the British Columbia Lions said, the, the Canadian Football League passing record. He threw for 582 yards despite losing to the Edmund, Edmonton Eskimos 45-38. to 38. Of course, Norm Van Brocklin, the Dutchman, uh, holds the all-time record for uh, yards passing in uh, the NFL at 554 yards, which he set back in the early 50s. Also in this day in 1992, Brent the Hitman Hart beats Ric Flair for the World Federation heavyweight title. Elsewhere on this date in 2019, Elude Kipchoge of Kenya becomes the first to run a marathon under two hours at 159.40 in Vienna, Austria, using pace setters and a pace laser marking. A, it was a doctored course, too. Uh, not really acknowledged as the uh, first uh, under two-hour uh, two marathon. Birthdays today. Born in 1910, uh, the voice of the Yankees PA announcer Bob Shepard was a PA announcer at Yankee Stadium from 1951 to 2007. Also did some NFL games, some giant games. Born in Richmond Hill, New York. He passed away in 2010. And I think to the Derek G to retired, I think Bob Shepard, they had a, uh, a taping of his voice, would still announce uh, – uh, Derek Jeter at the plate during uh, the Yankee Stadium until Jeter retired. I think, what, in 2016, 17, when Jeter finally retired. Elsewhere in this day, born on this day, 1921, Les Horvath. And people go, who's Les Horvath? Well, he was a Hall of Famer, uh, college Hall of Famer quarterback and halfback. He won the Heisman, too, at Ohio State, the first recipient for the Buckeyes. Uh, in 1944, of course, uh, Buckeyes have had seven Heisman winners along with uh, USC and Notre Dame. I think uh, they're all tied with seven. Also born on this day, the shortstop of the Yankees back in the late 50s, early 60s, Tony Kubak. Born on this day, a uh, sportscaster born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Also born on this day, Cubs second baseman in 1940, Glenn Beckard. A gold glove in 68, uh, born in Pittsburgh, PA uh, in that time. Also born on this date in 1968, Leon Lett. We all remember him picking up that ball he should have never touched He for the Cowboys. He was born in Mobile, Alabama. Also born on this date, 1970, Charlie Ward, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback uh, with Florida State. Never played in the NFL, 
uh, played with the Knicks in the NBA for most of his uh, professional time, born in Tallahassee, Florida. Also born on this date in 1970, Herman Orvey. And you're going, Herman Orvey, he was a defensive tackle with the Browns. He was born right there in Opelousas, Louisiana. Passing away on this day back in 1969, Sancho Haney, the figure skater who won the gold medal three times in the Olympics, dies of leukemia at the young age of 57. Also passing away on this day, Wilter Still, Will Chamberlain passed away on this day way back in 1999. Uh, of course, uh, what more can you say for Wilt? Set all kind of NBA records will probably never be uh, broken. 50 points a game one season. Elsewhere, also paying, passing away on this day, Bill Schumacher, the Hall of Fame racing jockey with 8,833 career victories, passed away in 2003, won the Derby four times, and dies of natural causes at 72. Also passing away, part of that Philadelphia team in 67 that set originally the NBA wins record. Luke Jackson the center forward won the gold medal with the Olympic team in 64 championship with the uh, 76ers in 67. Dies from heart failure at 80. And go back to quote Wilt Chamberlain. He says nobody pulls for Goliath. Everybody pulls for David. And uh, Wilt Chamberlain knew that feeling but did win a couple championships with uh, the 76ers along with the Lakers in 72. And uh, Wilter Stilt met him one time at the 76 Olympics. And let me tell you, he was all a seven foot and weighed close to 300 pounds, just a big man. And I said, Mr. Chamberlain, you mind if I take your picture? He said, kid, go ahead and shoot. <laughs> Will Chamberlain, way back in the day. Anyway, Jeff, today in sports history here on Kane Radio, uh, AM uh, 1240 and uh, FM 107.5. All right, big thanks to our guest today, Josh Learman, head coach at Nish, and Carol Olivier, head coach at Acadiana Christian. Uh, big thanks as well to our sponsors, Bayou Sports, Brought to you by the Schwing Insurance Agency, the Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Hedick and Payne Center, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, Election Day on Saturday.